Welcome back, y'all, to episode 88 of the Zachary Wingate Podcast, where we go 365 days bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table with our intention to master the short-form podcast. Nothing will usually go longer than 15 minutes, but sometimes if something needs more time, we will definitely investigate it more. The, the main focus of this podcast is to talk about random things, int- things of interest, current events, etc. And today is no different. So let's get into it. Okay, so I'm going to do a new bit on this show that I haven't done before. And it's kind of looking at... Okay, so kind of getting into a new bit, what's Google Trends, where I kind of look at the top 10... Google Trends and kind of go over it within the United States. So right here, for the first one, what's so interesting when I started looking at it is a lot of it has to do with sports. I guess this is soccer, Jarvis versus PCG, got over 5,000 views. The Fed rate is hiked. So the Fed rate was hiked today by 0.75%. Real Mad- That's number two. Number three is Real Madrid versus um, the Celtics. Number four is Man City versus Silva. Number five is Chelsea versus Daman Zagar. Oh man, I can't even say that. Number six is Tennessee football. Number seven is season five of Yellowstone. Number eight is Donald Trump. Um, number nine is India versus Bangladesh for cricket. And number 10 is uh, Dan Snyder, owner of the Commanders. And I went ahead and went to number 11 today because it has to do with North Korea. So those are kind of the searches for today. Um, pretty interesting, you know, kind of array of things from Yellowstone to sports. Um, these, this is the United States searches. So it's pretty interesting that 10,000 or a hundred thousand of it had to do with cricket. So anyways, kind of a new bit I'm doing as we kind of get into it and go from there. So let's get into the topic of the day. The topic of today is Briggs. Okay, so today I'm actually covering a topic I am not 100% familiar with, but it's something of interest. It's Briggs, which is the Brussian, Brussian, oh my gosh, Brazilian, Russian, Indian, Chinese, and now South African, um, I guess what would you call it? It's not, I mean, treaty organization. I know there's a word for it, but this organization is really was created in 2001 to offset different aspects of the Western economy. They've been around for a lot longer than what the majority of people thought they would be. And they're really focusing on generating economy trade amongst these countries. You know, within these countries, there's large amounts of GDP. So if you look at the key takeaways of BRICS, it was started in 2001, like I said, um, a gentleman from Goldman Sachs, not surprised, coined it as Brex. Um, and, you know, it's really project, projected that there could be some true impacts on the economy. And the reason why we're kind of talking about it today is potentially as a result of Joe Biden's conversation with Saudi Arabia, um, they could be entering into Brex, which... If this was the case, they'd really be trying to offset the dollar and potentially creating 
some type of economic strider issues. Not that it's happening right now. It could be a flex from Saudi Arabia. We're really not sure. But we do know that the um, Prince of Saudi Arabia did meet with him and kind of indicate that he would like to join. So with that being said, it's kind of like how how do you really dissect this? For me, it's really, really interesting from a globalist standpoint or from a global economy standpoint um, because you have some of the key manufacturers in the world working together as a way to exclude the United States in order to create this. And if you have the, if you have Saudi Arabia part in there, then you have the largest um, one of the largest oil producers in the world. So you have oil, phosphate, you'll have manufacturing, you have minerals, you'll have a lot of different aspects of it. So when we're looking at it, this is a constant conversation about, you know, what, what do economies look like without the United States? And it's one that I think we probably need to start really engaging with because in my own personal opinion, the United States is in somewhat of a bubble. And we kind of think that this stuff isn't going to affect us and we're not really aware of it. You know, Joe, what do you guys just say? Joe Sixpack, Joe, oh my gosh, Joe from Scranton may not be concerned with this, but it could affect Joe from Scranton because, you know, if these countries band together and create a larger, you know, if they create a larger economy, it could it could have potential risks on top of, you know, also packs like OPAC which is also another one, which is so interesting about OPEC is you have Iran and Saudi Arabia, a part of it as well. But I'm going back to BRICS. So within this organization, I'm trying to I'm gonna pull up some key data. Just give me a second. Okay, so I'm sorry, it's pronounced BRICS. I don't know what. Y'all just bear with me. But whenever we're looking at it, you know, in a lot of ways too, I read something that said that BRICS helped bring up the Brazilian economy by close to like, trillions of dollars so they have the the ability to have different trading and buying amongst these groups in order to create certain types of economy drivers but what's really interesting is with the present conflict of india and china it's kind of crazy that they're in a kind of pack with china because they always have the conflict and there's certain things that are going on so what does briggs mean in this current state i think Looking at packs like this, it really shows that, in my in my ultimate opinion, that the United States, as time goes on, is just going to have more competitive outliers. And it's not necessarily going to be country to country. It's going to be the United States against other packs like this, such as Russia, China, and India. And there's no guarantee on what, what kind of outcome they're going to have. Um, you know, we do know that obviously these countries have power struggles and you look at the economy, if you look at the GDP, GDP of Russia, it's very small. You look at the GDP of Brazil, it's very small. You look at the GDP of South Africa, it's very small in comparison to India and China. So they're kind of the economic drivers with some of the largest populations and potentially you put Saudi Arabia in there and it literally could add gas to the fire, no pun intended, but how how do you how do you bounce back of that if you're the United States? Well, if that's truly the case, then Saudi Arabia is going to try to offset the barrel to kind of degrade 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 the U.S. dollar. So, because obviously oil is bought in dollars, it's kind of keeps the economy strong. Yeah, so you kind of get these things like an offset, but 
you know, it comes down to the simple, the simple, the simple thing, though, that the United States has the highest level of consumerism. And when is the last time you've bought anything from Russia that isn't oil? You know, when is the last time you bought anything from South Africa? You know, these countries, like, what do they produce? I'm going to look up what does South Africa produce in real time. What is South Africa's number one export? Okay, well, now I just feel kind of stupid. But the number one export of South Africa is plutonium. Number two is gold. Number three is iron ore. So those are, if you're trying to create a a pack of groups, a pack of groups, an organization that can potentially control the economy, that's a good indicator. So let's look at what Brazil controls. Look at look at their number one exports. What are Brazil's number one exports? Okay, so Brazil. Okay, so if we break it down to them, I mean, kind of what Brazil, who they export to, it's soybeans, twenty eight billion, iron ore at twenty six billion, crude plutonium at nineteen, raw sugar and frozen meats at six point nine billion. And the number one exporter to Brazil is China. So this kind of coincides with the 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 uh, Briggs trade, which is sixty seven point nine billion and all of that. And the United States is twenty one point nine billion. So Brazil is in it to win it. I mean, obviously, you can see they're selling to the United States. They're selling to China. Um, so I'm kind of just going to go. Let's go to India right now to see what their number one export is. What is India's number one export? Refined. Yeah. I mean, here, if you look at India's number one exporters, all right, you have refined petroleum at $25 billion, packaged medicines at $17 billion, which obviously is something really important um, because a lot of our medicine is made overseas. Um, you have you have nine at diamonds at $16 billion, rice at eight, and jewelry at seven. Now, this work gets interesting. Because the United States is the number one exporter with forty nine point seven billion, and China is next in line at eighteen point five billion. So once again, it's like you have India, who's a part of um, Briggs, but the United States is their number one trading partner. So it's really interesting how it's kind of like like these these packs are there to really help these countries, and these countries will go whichever one the largest buyer. They don't care. Okay, it's no secret, obviously, that Russia is producing crude petrol, um, which would be interesting if Saudi Arabia is in it because it is strategic because Russia produces $74 billion in crude petrol, gas, etc., gold, $18 billion, $18 billion and they, they export $49 billion to China. So China is their number one trading partner and $25 billion to the United Kingdom. So... Once again, this is Russia, China, it's the flip. So now let's go back to South America and look at who they are trading with. So it's like it's the same thing. So here, too, um, you have South Africa producing $13 billion in gold and platinum. It was platinum. I don't know why I said uh, plutonium. Sometimes I have issues reading coal, six diamonds, etc. the same stuff. But it's the same thing. It's China's $11.9 billion in the United States is $10 billion. And India is seven billion, and, and once again, it's like United States, China, China, United States. So now I'm interested to see what it is for China.
So what is the number one exports for China? I mean, it puts a lot of things in comparison whenever you're looking at country by country and then you pull up China and like they have their own special little website just for it. But it's like this is really going to put things in perspective. Okay, China exports two hundred and twenty three billion dollars in broadcasting equipment. $223 billion in computers, $156 billion in office machine parts, $86 billion for clothes, and $51 billion for telephones. I mean, when you think about it, we just ran through different countries and their numbers, and China produces so much. I mean, they're not even putting raw materials in there. And if you look at some of the top exporters... You know, it's mostly to the United States for $438 billion, all right? So if you put all those countries combined, the United States is still buying more for all of them for $538 billion. It's like, that's what I'm saying is like people in the media want to sit here and be like this China, Russia, whatever thing. But it's like the United States has the purchasing power of a lot of these countries combined. I mean, let's look at it. So if you look at Hong Kong, which is interesting, it's 206 billion. You have Japan at 151 billion. You have Germany at 122. And then you have South Korea. So that means if you put, you know, if you want to put Hong Kong, but I don't know how, this is really interesting because I wouldn't think Hong Kong was the second largest exporter, but they still have a really strong economy. But it's like, you're not just going to take... $438 billion out of the economy. It's like nobody else can purchase like that, right? I mean, if you look right here too, so I guess refined petroleum is what the OE side is saying, 58 billion, crude petroleum, 52 billion, cars, 47 billion, integrated circuits, 44 billion, and going back to actual petroleum gas, 34. Export mostly to Canada, so always what's up to Canada, for 218 billion, Next, we have Mexico, which is interesting now that it's our third trading partner. Must have went over um, China, so it's one hundred and ninety-six billion. China is one hundred and twenty-two billion, and Japan is sixty-three billion, and Germany is fifty-nine billion. All right, so those are the exports. So, I mean, think about that. It's like in our. I mean, so it's like we're purchased. I got cut off there, but I'm trying to do this thing that if I can't get it out in fifteen minutes or less, then doesn't need to be on here so we'll talk to you all tomorrow